Hey there. <laughs> Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford. <laughs> Every week I'm the same person. Not really. Um, I am excited about this week's show. Uh, I'm interested in my own topic today. I, I was sort of looking at like, I'm, I'm about to start a 10 weeks to change with your body and I was sort of looking at like what I could talk about around this that would speak to a lot of where I've been in my life with this whole body thing and hi Yvette and the possibilities that I know are possible because I've changed a lot of this um, so so one of the things that was uh, good more <laughs> I, I commented on my own video but I don't think it was me um, hi Elizabeth <laughs> How are you guys doing? I'm glad you're here this morning. It's uh, 7.30 in the morning. I'm in um, rainy, sleety Saskatchewan. It's like really cold. It's, it's not super cold, but it's getting there. And um, yeah, I'm like, it's cozy, it's warm. I'm like, let's talk about judgment. So, um, so one of the things I was looking at earlier in the week, I was, I was getting ready and I've always, I've been a chick that's really liked makeup and doing my hair and you know, looking, nice forever you know I have I was never one of those no makeup chicks except when I tried to be a no makeup chick hi good morning I know where is the coffee oh Eva <laughs> I think that was Eva that's hilarious um, sorry I'm ADD this morning I'm like I've got so many things going on um, yeah so so I was getting ready the other morning and you know doing what I do to get to do videos and I have coffee delivery here look it's, it's magic coffee delivery oh my god and I was recalling, I was recalling um, all the years that I would like have to get ready, like have, and, and I say get ready like by with what it means to me, like I'd have to put my makeup on and have to look a certain way. And, um, and so it was really interesting because I was creating the same sort of look from a really different space and I was really grateful. And so I was sort of looking at like all the years that I, I tried or I hid, I tried to hide how much I was secretly judging myself, how much I was secretly judging my body. And, um, and that was really interesting to me because I, I, one of the things that's been occurring in the last three, four, four months especially is a lot of the stuff that, a lot of the stuff that I secretly believe is true about me that's hiding so far away from me, hi Michelle, that I can't even see it. You know, I've, I've done a few videos on the whole conversation, you know, the, the, the energy that uh, Dane was aware of that he called me out on and, and, and I got to start to look at that really radically changed how I was being in the world. And, um, and so there's, there's, there seems, there has seemed to be a lot of like secret agendas and hidden and covert things that I didn't even know I was functioning from that was really, really creating and shaping my life. Hi, Susan. So, so when it comes to my body, like I'm about to, like I said, enter into this 10 weeks to change with my body. One of the things that I'm really aware of when it comes to my body is that I've done, I've, it's just that I've done a lot of unconsciousness. Now I've, I've, when it comes to body stuff, like, you know, I've worked out a lot. I was a triathlete for a while. Uh, I was going to be a nutritionist. I was, you know, 
Um, and then before that, I spent probably 35 years not really doing a whole lot of anything. I wasn't super sporty. I didn't have that in my blood. I was a swimmer. I sort of did a little bit of softball. For the most part, I liked to stay in my bedroom and read. And I did music, and that was my life in a very tiny, minuscule nutshell. So, so body stuff for me, like being sexy and you know looking good and all that stuff was always a little bit weird but it was funny because when I hit 18 and I discovered that I was pretty like I literally did not know through high school I didn't look like this I was I was a late bloomer and then I found out that boys liked me and it was this it was a massive epiphany for me that I was pretty and so when I discovered I was pretty I started really valuing that over almost anything else and I didn't have you know anybody in my life that was teaching me tools of stuff so I used that and um, valued it over everything like my looks became valuable almost over everything over how I was really doing over sharing what was really going on like over everything and then you know you get a little bit older your 10 years go by or whatever your body starts to change and I looked down one day and I was like gosh I'm getting kind of round and you know so then I started getting into working out and nutrition as an answer to, to what was going on with my body. But what I'm really aware of and what I really want to change in my world, and I think what I want to talk about is like, um, it's, it's been really easy over the years to, like, to only do something different, right? Like to only change what I'm doing, to only change the amount I'm working out, to only change what I'm eating. Instead of really looking at like all the being parts of it, you know, and it, for me, hi Althea, the conversations of body, I, and I am using it like, like this, in, in Access Consciousness have always seemed a little strange to me. Like they've always been like, eh, I don't really get it, I don't know if that's relevant to me, I don't know if like my body really has those capacities that you talk about, um, and, and really secretly, and, or maybe not so secretly to everybody else, but secretly to me, judging judging my body continually. And um, you know, I remember standing up in classes asking questions like, um, you know, what's it going to take for my business to grow, and what's it going to take for me to show up more? And and what would always come up is how much would I be willing to get out of the judgment of me? And one of the things I realized that was shaping a lot of my choices was my judgment of my body. You know, like. If you judge your body, you can't necessarily show up on video. If you judge your face, you're probably not going to be as happy to show up in the world on video. Um, if, if your business is requiring you to be out in the world and to be visible and for people to see you, um, you may or may not want to be seen if you judge your body, right? Like if you think you're fat and secretly you know you're disgusting, nobody else needs to know that, but secretly I know I'm disgusting, then you're not necessarily going to want to go out and spread the good word about what you're creating in the world because you are busy judging yourself. And and this is really what I wanted to look at. Like, But you can't tell anybody about that because you're not supposed to be. You're supposed to feel really confident and put on this face and whatever, blah, blah, blah. But really what's going on underneath is the complete and utter rejection of you and your body. And over everything, like I know over this next 10 weeks, like my body's gonna change shape. Uh, you know, when you change what you're putting into your body or not putting into your body and you change the way you move, you move, your body changes shape. That's, your body's amazing that way. 
Um, so that's gonna be cool. And for me personally, like my bigger ask and what I wanna take everybody through, what I'm gonna be going through is like, hey, what's, what's going on underneath? Where are we doing image instead of persona? Where are we doing the pretense of security um, while secretly we're actually rejecting ourselves with every single choice we make? So one of my favorite things to do is to like look in the books around me for even more language to what I'm aware of. And it was so funny because I'm traveling so I don't have a lot of my books with me and I wasn't totally sure if the one that I had would have anything. So I picked it up this morning and of course it did. This is actually a really interesting, okay, a utopian ideal. A utopian ideal is one of those things, it's a construct that we create that we then have to live up to, that we never can live up to, that results in the constant judgment of us. So like how many of us function from the utopian ideal of our body, right? The utopian ideal is the Baywatch babe, you know, the, the at least in my world, that was the utopian ideal, sort of. Like, you know, fit, thin, flat stomach, that was the utopian ideal. Now, I know a lot of you have heard this conversation where, you know, over the generations, over the centuries, the ideal shape for a woman has been dynamically different. Um, I would say I probably have a renaissance body, you know, right now. I've created myself into, like, a Botticelli painting sort of thing. That's what... Um, you know, John, who is in my life right now, loves my body, and he always says that, and I think that's so cool. Um, but there's this utopian ideal we all function from. So, anyway. So in this book, he talks about persona versus image. Oh, wait, I think there's one before this. Oh, no, no, this is good. So, persona is everything you are, and everything that you will be, regardless of anybody else's reality. I don't know if I want to read this part first. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> persona is real, it's alive, it's creation, it's generative energy. When you're at persona, you have the ability to change and morph yourself into other things, but you, the personality, still exist. There's no pretense, it's just, here I am, if you like me, fine, if you don't like me, screw you. Richard Branson is totally persona. He doesn't care about defining himself in a certain way. It's irrelevant to him. Hugh Jackman does persona. He's quirky, he's charming, and he can change on a dime. Um, that's what endears him to us. Brendan Fraser is another one. He can do anything and he can go anywhere because he presents different parts of his personality in each role that he does. Now, image is what you think you have to be. And I have done a lot of image in my life, even, I mean, up to really recently. Like the image of what a certified facilitator is, the image of a successful business person. The image, I mean, I would wear certain things and do my hair in certain ways so that I could maintain an image. Now the problem was that I had a body and my body was, I was creating my body to gain weight and that did not match the image that I had in my head. Hello. So interestingly enough, subconsciously, unconsciously, I was creating something with my body that was inviting me out of the creation of image and into the awareness of what I could choose and what I could create. Because consciousness is all about what you can choose and what you can create. Um, and it includes everything and judges nothing. So I was doing the, ex I was being totally anti-conscious with my body and image and all that. And I'm sure nobody else does that. Hm. Okay, let me keep going here. I know I have, a, I have a good, I have points in here, I'm sure. 
So image is what you think you have to be. Image is a construct. So it's the self that you want everybody else to see you as. It's the self that you want everybody else to see you as. So how many of us are selling the image that we want everybody else to see us as, right? Yeah, Sue says, never, ever, I never do that. Yeah, no, I never do either. Um, you create an image of how you want people to see you and you live as though that image is you. That's who you have to be all the time. Um, and you know, in the last few months when I've been going to classes and asking questions, like that's actually what Dane threatened was the image of me. And I was like, how could you even say that about me? Because that's not the image I put out in the world. I didn't have that language, but it was like that, you know, wait a minute, I have this image. Wait, what do you, what are you saying that I'm not saying that I'm not even right? Like it was, it was, it was such a shock to me because I had put so much energy into the image and that image included my body. As my body was gaining weight to maintain my image, I had to like change the clothes I was wearing so that it didn't pooch more, but then that didn't, it didn't, none of it actually worked, but it was all in the pursuit of maintaining my image. So, um, you try to look the way you want people to see you. When you do image, you're presenting a facade for people to look at. It's one dimensional. It's like that cardboard cutout, right? Like you look at the cardboard cutout and it's really beautiful, but you look at the back and it's totally empty. You have to exist in a constant state of judgment of yourself because you're constantly trying to maintain your image. Let's say you decide to be extremely feminine. That's a construct. You think that you have to do something in order to be feminine. What if you didn't have to prove that you were feminine? What if you were just being you and that was the ultimate in femininity? Femininity. Instead of being who we are, we put out an image of what we think we need to be to prove that we are whatever we think we're supposed to be. We try to show that we're being something rather than actually being what we are. When you do image, you pretend, you, pre, you, you present a pretense of who you are. Persona, on the other hand, gives you the opportunity to show different parts of you and the chameleon aspects of you. Image is never you. It's always a picture of who you want people to see you as. And one of the things I realized is that when I was um, not choose, like as I gained some weight with my body, like one of the things that I wouldn't choose was to go to the swimming pool if I traveled. I like wouldn't get into a bikini or whatever or show my body because my body didn't stop matching the image that I was presenting to the world. Now I was happy to show my body when I was working out and when it seemed trim and when I felt like I was doing the right things and my body looked the right way. But I was not as happy to show my body, at least in public, to lots of people. Um, to, because it wasn't matching what I thought it should look like. So I guess I'm talking about all this mostly because it's really changed for me. And even though I'm heading into like 10 weeks to change with your body and my body's gonna change shape into something, I'm, it's really different now. Like I'm, I have, I, somewhere in there I changed, I realized I was doing constant judgment of me and that's what I started to change. And so now I can go to a, you know, a pool and I can wear a bikini and I'm still, I'm rolly and it's great. Um, and there's still that underlying sort of uncomfortableness of like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be showing this. You know, there's still some of that going on. And, you know, the thing about judgment is that you can't, you can't change anything from judgment. Like I, you can't change your body by judging it. I, I mean, I did it a long time and you can change like, you can, you can 
I mean, your body's a, your body has no point of view. Your body's like a puppy, right? Your body's going to change. Like if you uh, give it different stimulus, it's going to change. Show me your boobs. <laughs> I love that. I totally would. Stop it on national television right now. Hello. <laughs> Besides, this is going to be a radio show and they can't see my boobs on the radio. Um, <laughs> that's so awesome. I don't even know what I was going to say now. I'm so distracted by boobs. That's how much I like bodies. Um, yeah, so what was I talking about? <laughs> anyway, um, so how many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you so you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you that would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion. Can you talk about class? Um, can you say more? Wait, I don't, yes. Can you talk to me more about that, Sue Cotter? So let me read this again, this is crazy. How many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you? So you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you that would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion. Did you get all that? Did you get that the creating the illusion is something you can control and you can't control the real you? Oh, the class that I'm doing, the 10 week one. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, what class? <laughs> yes, yes, and I will read this again. Yeah, I'll talk about the class at the end. So how many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you, so you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you that would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion. Right? So I read this and I was like, oh my God, I do illusion so well. I've done it actually since I was a kid because my family was crazy. My family was fucking nuts. Um, I had so much shit going on in my family. Like my parents fought all the time and my dad was sexually abusing me at night and we had, our, the kids were messing around with each other. Like my family was a shit show. And we were in a religion that nobody talked about because it was like not Christianity. So everything about my life was, was secret. Everything from the very beginning. And so I learned how to do illusion really fucking well, really well from the best. And you know, like we would go to um, Sunday school on Sundays and we, I was in a religion where, I don't know, we wore long dresses and our hair was long. So my mom would spend all night the night before curling my hair, like it was these long, long ringlets. And I would wear these floor length ball gowns to Sunday school. And I mean, like everything about my life was about the look of it. And so, of course, when it came to my body, it would be about the look of it, not the being of it, right? The being of me was never taken into consideration most of my life. Like, how I be? How do you be? Uh, nobody asked me that. How are you? I'm good. Look at me. I'm good. I'm, I'm like, the, look at my face. Does this face be anything but good? Of course I'm good. Why are you asking me that? <laughs> I didn't even get that far. Everything about me was so far suppressed. Everything about my life was so suppressed that of course, when it came to my body, what would I be all about? The look of it. 
the image of it, the, um, what's this word? The illusion of, the illusion that I wanted people to buy about me. And in the last four months, that has been the thing that has been dismantling big fucking time. Because thank God, thank fucking God that I have people in my life that are willing to look beyond the illusion I am so fucking good at creating. Thank God. Thank God they're willing to look at the energy instead of the surface, right? And all of you guys who are on here speak energy. Like anybody who's watching my shit speaks energy. So like, and so that's, that can also, I mean, that's a whole other radio show where that can really fuck us up, where we're, we're getting this one message from some of the way somebody looks, but we're so aware of the energy underneath that it's like fucking with us, right? So, but when you're so good at illusion and you're not even letting yourself know how much you're judging you, then when somebody else calls you out on it, when you ask a question like, how do I completely change my financial reality? And somebody says, well, you've got to be willing to be vulnerable with everything you are. And you don't understand that because you're like, what do you mean? Like, what are you even talking about? I've pushed that shit so far away from me, I can't even see it. So I don't even know what you mean. So fine, whatever. I'll just, I'll just go do my own thing. Seriously, you're not being very helpful. <laughs> That's the energy. So like my desire with this body stuff is actually to start really looking and changing all the secret and hidden and covert and unseen and unacknowledged ways of functioning with my body as my body so that I can like start to change it from the inside out because I know how to fucking lose weight. I know how to fucking work out. Like that's boring. That's like, ugh, been there yesterday, right? Blah. And I'm not even saying I'm not going to do that. Like I'm probably going to lose weight. There's going to be more movement in my world. Um, but I'm doing, I'm choosing it from a, from a different place, at least for me. And that's really the invitation that I want to be to the world with body stuff because at the end of the day, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what weight you are. It doesn't matter what body shape you are. What fucking matters, at least in my world, is like, how much do you judge yourself? How much do you hate yourself? How much do you reject yourself and not allow yourself to create because of your body, because of what you think you look like, because of the judgments you have of your face, your ass, your stomach, your fucking feet? Like, how much do you stop creating your life because of all the secret, hidden, covert things, unseen, unacknowledged judgments that you actually have of you and your body. And, and what does your body be? Like, what do you be? What do you be with your body? What does it even be like to include your body in your life? What does that mean to you? What is the practice of that? What contribution is your body already? What can it be for you? What, all that stuff, that conversation that I'm not even well versed in right now. Like that's something that I'm going to be diving into with you guys actively of like, and you know, Gary talks about with this, one of the things that you can choose that we're going to be doing in the 10 weeks is this is a 30 days of eating program that he suggests to get more awareness of where you're functioning from with your body. And um, it's easy. It's like, it's, I'll tell you what it is. You eat for 30 days, fruits, vegetables, nuts, sparkling water, you can include sugar, because fucking, if you don't include sugar, you'll go crazy. Um, popcorn, you know, basically eliminate dairy, meat, and wheat. And, you know, when I first looked at that list, I'm like, okay, so you're, you're eating vegan for 30 days, blah, 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 I've done that before, you know. 
And then I tried it for a week and a half and I was like, oh my gosh, like the amount of awareness that I got about my body, about, um, about me, about my points of view, about food that were linked into money, that were linked into hoarding, like all this other stuff came up to change when I started choosing this. And I was like, okay, that's what I'm asking for. That's what I'm asking for is to be able to see all these secret places that I'm not even looking at where I'm functioning from because I'm busy eating. I'm busy um, choosing things unconsciously. I'm busy doing illusion. I got comments. Hold on. Uh, Susan said, when I wear makeup or not wear makeup, I get the same amount of connection coming from others. Cool. Eva, what page is this illusion topic on, please? Thank you. So this thing that I was reading in Beyond the Utopian Ideal is on page 12 and 13. And I'll read it again. I'll read it again, Bob. So how many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you so you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you that would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion? What the fuck? Everything that is where you let it go? Mm. How many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you so that you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you that would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion? And um, one of the clearings that I've been running, if you're new to Access Consciousness, you know, clearings change so much and if you go to theclearingstatement.com you're going to get more information but one of the clearings i've been running is what energy and space and consciousness can i be can me and my body be to be out of control out of definition out of linearity out of form structure and significance out of limitation and out of concentricity for all eternity and then i destroy and create everything that doesn't allow that and I mean, seriously, most of my life has been created from control. Control of the illusion, control of what other people see, control of how my body presents itself, control of what I wear so that the, the, the pretense of who I am stays present in the world. So that really, mostly so that I don't get present with me. And it's not conscious, like it's not like I had this like, you know, handbook for maintaining a pretense. It was just the way I learned to be. And so, so I guess what I want to invite you to, like, if you want to come play on the 10 weeks to change with your body, you totally can. It's 10 weeks. We're going to do 30 days of eating the way Gary suggests to get more awareness with our bodies. We're going to run MTVSS and bars once a week so that we can involve our body in the change. And MTVSS is a body process that, like, changes the blueprint of your body. Um, there's going to be a weekly call where we can you can come with whatever's coming up for you so that we can clear it. And there's clearing loops, and I'm going to be constantly doing videos because I can't not. And um, so that's cool. And if you want to take yourself on your own journey, start looking at, like, where are you stopping yourself because your body? Like, where are you not creating your life because your body? Where are you not showing up because you don't like your face? Are you don't like the way you look on camera or you don't like the way you look in photos? Where are you not creating your life? Where could you just change that? Choice trumps clearing. Where could you just start to play with that? Like, where could you just start to show up and start destroying and uncreating all of your points of view about that? Um, 
what are you hiding behind you that if you weren't hiding it behind you dynamically would actually give you a level of peace and ease with creating your life? Um, and then this one, Jesus, how many illusions of who you are, who you are. Okay, this is good. I can't read. How many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you? So you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you. That would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion. And I'll read this last thing and then we'll go. When you get into conceptual constructs, you tend to lose you. Have you ever had the experience of losing you, especially in a relationship? When you're being you, something different starts to show up. Have you ever noticed? Look at the times when you've had no sense of separation and no sense of need. There was no force, there were no requirements and no desires, just a willingness to enjoy the hell out of you. Then a man or a woman showed up and you gave it all up. When you're around other people and you notice you're starting to give yourself up, try asking, would an infinite being choose this? And that goes along with the illusions of like how many illusions of who you are have you created in order to buy the idea that the illusion you created is the real you so you won't have to see the real you that wouldn't match the illusion you've created of you that would be something that you might not be able to control as well as the illusion. So I will leave you with that. If you liked this, share it. And um, we will jump back in next week with some more fun stuff. I adore you. Thank you for being live with me today. And I will see you somewhere in the world. Bye.